Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name's Aaron. The movie. <laughs> Sorry, I just got the last now because I'm looking at it's. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that movie happened, Sarah. The movie this week is Stone Cold from 1991, directed directed by Craig R. Baxley. No, I'm just kidding. This this movie was directed. It was absolutely written by Walter Doniger, starring Brian Bosworth, Lance Henriksen, William Forsyth, Annabel Holzborg. And uh, a bunch of other goofballs that I don't even think I need to mention. It does, it looks like his partner didn't have a a credit, a picture. Oh, maybe. You well, didn't. IMDb does that sometimes, though. You yeah. know, I'm always surprised by people that people that don't have actors that don't have IMDb photos. I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, Sam McMurray. Totally. And I get maybe part of it is they just don't want to be dated by a certain role. Maybe. Yeah. That's why they leave the photo off, but it's like, eh. Well, Sam McMurray was all, was in Killing, uh, Killing, Raising Arizona. Killing Arizona. That's Killing movie. Arizona. <laughs> Is there some movie where, where state's being killed? Arizona burning. No, there we go. No, let's, Mississippi <laughs> burning. Killing Arizona. Raising Arizona. Where was Firequake supposed to be located? That was like in the... I mean, obviously, it was filmed in a, a different country. Oh, yeah, but they were, they were saying it was, like, in... Uh, California, maybe? No, no. Oh. They were saying it was, like, in the Ukraine or something oh. like that. Oh, so it was it was supposed to be in the Ukraine to begin. Right, okay. right. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That's a, remember, it opens with the flight and her gigantic finger moving the, the mm. phone screen. Man. And the chickens in the back. That's Yeah, you can't have that. I, that that needs a revisit, I think, pretty I soon. Yeah, maybe, like maybe, not, not, maybe not a recording, but at least a viewing. Listener, if you haven't watched Firequake, get on that. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about betrayal. Let's talk about how you can think you know somebody for, like, more than a decade. <laughs> and, like, you, you know them in your heart. Sure. And, like, you trust and love that person, and then you find out there's a whole other side that they've been keeping from you. <laughs> And then you fall out of a window. Yeah. Afterwards. Or it's, it, feel, it feels it's like, like you fall out of a window. It's like you get shot and fall out a window. Man. <laughs> Sarah, what's the buzz? Yeah. Um, nothing. Just <laughs> hanging out. Normal thing. Because like, you're like, hey, let's watch A Room with a View. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, let's watch that. And secretly she's like... Um, yeah, this was my pick, Stone Cold. This was my summertime pick because this is a movie I watched growing up, uh, with my dad. Awesome. And, um, it's funny to me because this is a completely different, 
side of what I'm into. <laughs> Not like what I'm into, what I've been around growing up. Like my mom was like Jane Austen, you know, Little Women, uh, Secret Garden. My dad's house, Stone Cold. <laughs> um, oh, man, but wow. Yeah. So um, I don't actually remember the first time I saw this movie. I think I was probably 11 because it was probably the year after it came out. But, um, you know, my dad used to have a couple of moments where he'd like kind of warn me or have me like leave the room or something. Or Yeah, I specifically remember the scene where the guy has is in the emergency room or whatever, and they visit him, and you see that his face is all, like, cut up. But, um, there's a lot of nudity in this. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I probably didn't see that stuff on first viewing, but over years of, of having it around sure. and having it be a, a summer summer jam and one of my dad's movies he liked to watch... Right, because he liked he liked a movie with a tough biker gang in it, right? Obviously, yeah. My dad's a biker, and he was really this was a motorcycle movie. Like, I don't know what the combo was that he liked so much yeah. about this good guy, motorcycles, trying to do the right thing, and like maybe because he was a football player or something, but. Um, I used to watch a lot of wrestling with my dad, too, and I just assumed this guy was a wrestler or something, but he was not, it looks like. No, I mean, he's he's built like a wrestler, but he's a football player. See, I feel like if I mentioned this, A, this movie, and B, Brian Bosworth on the internet, everyone would be like, oh, well, duh. You haven't heard of this? You haven't heard <laughs> of Brian Bosworth? He's just not, it's not a name that's been brought up a lot, like... It, like and you know the internet circles I like go into. Like I, I'm looking for those crazy action dumb movies that are like just a fun time. I've never heard anyone talk about this. I don't follow sports at all. Uh, come on. I mean, this should come not come as probably surprised anyone. You give us a sport. It is. You're right. Very competitive. But I'm I, saying that's what he's just saying, thinking about it. I'm saying the. <laughs> I'm saying the more traditional aspects of uh of of sports uh so i mean the name the name sounded familiar brian bosworth but I, this is the first time i think i've ever seen him as well intense <laughs> this movie i know i wasn't looking at sarah because i couldn't take my eyes off of the movie but i'm pretty sure it was she was probably like smiling and looking over at us <laughs> and me and aaron's jaws were just on the ground being like <laughs> There's not. There's no possible way there could be another explosion. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if there was like a pie chart for this movie, or like some type of like uh, um, uh, some way to gauge the, the the amount of nudity to explosions, uh, uh, you'd have a very interesting. A well, I'm just saying, like, like it's very interesting because the beginning of the movie, uh, uh, spoilers, I guess, for yeah, for, for Stone, Cold, seen Stone Cold, 1991. Uh, it's in full on YouTube. Uh, yeah, you you may watch this for free on YouTube. You're you're welcome. Believe me, this is one you're going to want to watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the beginning of this movie definitely full of nudity, but I got to say, maybe like once you hit the halfway point, instead of just being like a lot of you know naked ladies, it just switches to explosions like the rest of the way. 
It's the no ride. More, it's the ride's amazing. No more fun and games at that point. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, you're kind of like, mm, this is a bad scene, but you're like, there's still some fun, like, you know, weird stuff they're getting up to that's just like, you know, wrestling or racing their bikes or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's all, fu- all fun and games. Yeah. And then yeah. towards about the middle point of the movie, it's like, no more games. It's serious. It's serious. Uh, Go time. I don't know exactly what they say to each other, but I think it's something like time to. What does he say? He says it's what is load up or something like that. Load up. Yeah. No, I mean I just want to. You know, I think when you really think about it, explosions are nature's bare breasts, and (laughs) you're right. You're right. The very elements causing such a such a drastic explosion. You you know, it's it's got that uh, whole interest arousal thing, and I think it works for both the sexes. You know, you Mm. you can't always count on a bare breast. To, to work on everybody, but an explosion is, is pretty much universally fascinating. You know? mm-hmm. you, uh, what I'm saying is yeah. you can't beat nature. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so did you like this movie, Joel? Uh, yes, I, I did like, I liked the movie. I could say 100% that I liked the movie. I think it was stupid. Stupid as, as the day is long. I mean, like, but Oh my god, what a ride. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I mean, this was a ride. This was in completely a ride. I, I don't I don't think it needed any sort of nuance or, or, or <laughs> I think I'd be upset if there if there was like, you know, some type of moral of the story message being thrown at us, you know? I I, I was really happy with just the 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 uh the senseless violence uh, route that we were taken on. I, feel, I, feel, I mean, there were there were lessons. There were lessons to be learned, which yeah. I'm sure we'll all oh, yes, you know, divulge we'll at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, course, absolutely, you know, sure. as we do. Uh, but I mean, uh, so much uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, this is a story of uh, of a good man, right? Mm-hmm. This is a story of a good man, a I man mean, named Joe Holt. Try, trying to, but that's um, that's not what we know him as. Oh, no, that's his, that's like his secret code name. That's right. He. He has to go undercover mm. as a biker by day mm. and a biker by night, which is very <laughs> unusual. Usually you split those careers, from what I understand. But uh, he takes on the code name John Stone. Oh. And I assume he's cold, which is where we get the stone cold part. Has nothing to do with the wrestler, although maybe that's where uh, Mr. Austin or whatever his actual real name was like Shane. I believe his name is Steve Austin. Right, Steve Austin, right. I don't know if that's like his actual name or if that's um, a stage name. Yeah, it might I mean? be a stage name. Mm. This would require more viewing of the WWF WWE history. Yes, let's let's watch all those documentaries. All right, let's get on it. We got YouTube. Yeah, this uh this is a movie um where you can see a lot of motorcycles riding around, a lot of explosions, a lot of bad guys, bad guys doing bad things. But there's one man who's willing to stand up to them and to take a very dangerous undercover gig. Brian Bosworth, a.k.a. Stone, Stone in this movie. Um... Yeah, I uh, have to say that, you know, the intellectual side of my brain is like, what the heck? And 
the other part of me is just like it's so funny and fun. Yeah. And like I can remember being like eleven or something and watching this and like trying to like extrapolate, like try to understand like what's happening here. And I didn't understand that part of it was that it's just a completely wacky written movie. <laughs> And and I was saying, you know, oh, I didn't want to pick a fantasy movie because we're doing our summer jam. So I I picked one based in reality. And um, I mean, kind of. This is a reality for, you know, I'm sure some people. Yeah, I I see. I forgot to do the old summer, summer of love beach time party podcast intro during the beginning because it's like, obviously, this is a fantasy movie. But I mean, technically, yeah, there's there's no magic in it. Except for the magic of cinema. True. Like, like even though the plot of this is dumb, like I feel like as a technical feat of filmmaking, the amounts of stunts and explosions and people flying through windows, stuntmen falling downstairs. How many? How many windows, guys? Do you think? I wish I counted. I, I feel I I feel remorse, guilt, some guilt. Uh, for for not counting the number of windows that died in the making of this movie, no, it's like staring into the the abyss. You'll go insane if you try right. to you know You're keep right. track of that. It's just well, because I mean, I, I mean, who who knows how many uh, how many pieces of glass died on the editing uh, room floor as well? Yeah, you know oh man, mean? yeah. There's a whole. I mean, there's a whole. Cut out a couple explosions. I could only imagine. There's a whole deleted scene where just oh. somebody just runs through a bunch of panes of glass. Yeah, you have that uh, letterbox defenestration list, mm-hmm. and I think this one is uh, in the number one spot. Yeah, because I, I, we haven't. I, I feel like hey, it beats Blade Runner. Well, <laughs> so I'm say. Blade Runner has a bunch. I was thinking Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth has a ton yeah. of oh, like okay. completely unnecessary. That's true. Gla- glass, but th- I think this movie is tops that even so. Yeah. Just like that one has a couple of scenes of repeated like running through glass, and this is just like every. I, I feel like you could time it like every ten minutes. We're going to see at least one something oh, yeah. fly through a thing easily, easily. I mean nine. That would make nine, and there was way more than nine. So yeah. <laughs> How many people fell backwards after getting shot? Like, I mean, that's what you something. do. I don't. I don't know what you learned about getting well, shot, but but I mean, but like. How many people perfectly set themselves up to fall down? Fall, <laughs> fall out the window, open door, door yeah. <laughs> off the top of the building. You think after a while they'd realize, wait, I'm going to die if I get into a door frame and or... Yeah. Just don't put your back to a window. Okay. You can face the window, but the second you put your back to the window, you're in danger. You can I- also die in a wooden box. If you're completely encased in a wooden box, they can just shoot you up in that, and that's another way to die in this movie. I gotta say, I knew I was in for something magical when you showed me the trailer, but it, it really wasn't until about five minutes into the movie that I knew, I knew, without a shadow of the doubt, this was gonna be like... The best movie I saw this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, were, we were supposed to watch Aaron's pick, and then oh, we no, watched the trailer, fine. and I was like, "I'm sorry, Aaron, no. you're, fired. you're fired." No, it's fine. No. <laughs> we, we can go. We can. We can go down memory lane. We can go down memory lane for Aaron later. There were more pressing matters at hand. Yeah, I like. I like that trailer because Brian Bosworth is like, "Let me sell this movie to you," and he, and he does. He does. He's like, you know, I just. I just need to go undercover as a cop, and well, some stuff happened, and it's like, well, 
Hey, bam! He sells the baby. He sells the part to me. Oh yeah, like, this is this is an, this is an extreme man, you know. Like he's, he already he, must be somebody people knew if he could have that kind of uh, rapport about him. <laughs> oh, he's a guy who took some acting lessons. You know, you sometimes see celebrities trying to break into movies, and he's like he was acting. Yeah, like he was doing. Yeah. As good as I'd say, like Schwarzenegger in the '90s, yeah. like the early '90s or late '80s. So oh, I was a little surprised. I have I haven't seen him in any other lead roles, honestly. Yeah, maybe, maybe I just missed out on him. Maybe did like a bunch of like direct-to-video kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I I know that I definitely saw this many times. There were lines of it that I could like quote almost. And my dad like had all these like. Yeah, this was just kind of a, a movie my dad was into, because there was a lot of uh, biker stuff, biker's world, and... Uh, Did your Has your father ever told you about the, uh, the showers, uh, like outdoor shower that's just for hot naked models? Because <laughs> I, I, I noticed that those models don't actually seem to be part of the biker gay, and I think they just shower there and then go off to their, like, modeling gigs. I don't know whose girls those were, you know? It didn't yeah. seem like any of them were really, uh, really a girlfriend to any of those guys. I, I, it's like the scene at the end of Dumb and Dumber when the uh, Swedish like uh, swimsuit model bus is like, oh, we need directions. I think they their bus broke down over near this place. And like, can we use your showers? Uh, sure, ladies. Like the bikers were even intimidated by them. Like uh, we're, we're killer bikers, but oh. There were so many bikers in the beginning of this movie. It was like Sturgis. It was like everybody from oh, yeah. far and wide came with their motorcycles that day there's a love ride yeah that's what i'm saying i'm like this is like a huge event and they're calling it the brotherhood in this movie the brotherhood I'm just gonna leave it at that no 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 like when you hear the word brotherhood you you know what they mean when they say brother i thought maybe they were just like badass bikers no they got the ss they got the swastikas they're that kind of brotherhood, unfortunately. I like the the funny thing is they're not like being overtly racist in the movie. Nobody's like, oh, we gotta kill all the blah blah blahs or anything like that. They they do say the uh the term uh, uh pardon my French WAP when they're talking about the mafia. But I, I feel that that we were they were trying to get the symbolism correctly uh shown that, you know, you know, there are seedier sides to to the whole biker, you know, absolutely life, lifestyle. But I'm 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 glad that they didn't linger on it too much. It was more flavor than 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 contextual. Does that make? Kind of, no, no, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how does this movie? Let's. Uh, I don't really think we want to go through the entire plot of this movie, but I do think it has a pretty amazing opening. And I'm not talking about the first window crash. Although I mean, great glass sold, does get sold, breaking. Sold Aaron here. Sold yeah. Aaron. You remember what happened before that, right? Actually, no, I can't. Well, I recall. Do you recall a coat? Oh, I do recall a little bit of a mini mart scene. That's correct. A leisurely grocery shopping. The main character, Stone, is uh, walking through the grocery store in a very um, large leather coat (laughs) with very large lapels. 
Yeah. I mean, it's the South. Maybe that's just what people wear. I'm not sure. Not a Southern accent to be found in this movie. Not a single one. I was like, wait a minute, this is supposed to be Alabama? Uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. But three hooligans in a grocery store. And they mean business. They got guns. They got hostages. The bad guys in this movie are insane. Yes. They are, like, supposed to be completely, like, cracked. I don't know how else to put it. They they don't have any code, no rational thought in them. They The bad guys in this shoot first, ask questions later, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're shooting up the place, and... Then the cops show up after he solves the situation. Right. Yeah. And you find out he's an undercover cop that's on suspension. That's right. Mm -hmm. Three weeks. Yeah, we see, we briefly see what I assume is his captain for, so he gives him just a mad face, like, this guy's never seen again. Yep. No. But I like how he he foils those guys by... First, the first guy, you know, kind of gets the drop on him when he's sampling a cookie. And I think he throws him. That's the first glass getting shattered. He throws him through a freezer door. Oh, that's right. Okay. That is the mm-hmm. first glass. You're right. You're right. And then he gets the other guy. And then the uh, I can't remember what he does with that guy. But the, the last guy is when he, like, throws some Crisco on the ground or something that's like right. that. That's right. That's right. He goes a slip sliding and gets a crotch full of. Ice cold Coca Cola. Yep, I mean some product, product placement, huh? Just out there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Tower of Coke cans. Yep. So uh, after uh, after he saves the day in the beginning, he we go to his house. Yeah, I think there's like that. I think that's when the tight montage of like the biker, like this oh, is the yeah. biker's world. This is all the thing, oh, yeah. and then just r- the random crime. Which is the the catalyst for everything that happens, basically. Never explained. The, uh, what is it, the shooting the beer bottles off their, like, heads and Right, yeah, that's that's at the gathering of the the Bikelos. Oh, but prior to that, yeah, just the man shooting the priest, right? Just, Just, I mean... Like, <laughs> just blasting him? Was, it, was that too blatant? Just was I that mean, too blatant? I'm sorry. Th- no, you're under you're underscoring. It. Sorry. You're, you're like, sorry. I mean, you can't even. The problem is, it's it's a literal like five seconds, and it comes out of nowhere, and you're left with like, wait, what? <laughs> There's no context to it. It's just you know, he looks angry. He looks at the priest. The priest looks surprised. He blasts him. Mm-hmm. He goes flying through a plane of uh, you know, uh, yeah, stained, of stained glass. glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sold. Even more stained. I was, I was sold in that five minute or at that, that at the five minute mark. <laughs> Bunch of bikers right up to a church. A guy goes in. He shoots a Baptist minister through a stained glass window. The minister, the his end. face is like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no explanation. Absolutely not. But he goes to jail, mm-hmm. right, for this crime. Right. Yep, that judge sends him to, you know, possibly life in prison or something like that. That this happens very expedited. Trial mm-hmm. happens, right? Because uh, while uh, Stone here is on suspension, the FBI decides they're going to get him for an undercover. Uh, 
mission, but uh, the judge lays down the, um, the verdict. Verdict, and uh, an instant later, he's getting on his boat. <laughs> yeah, he's minding on his business. Business, you know. Uh, yeah. He's gonna go take a little fishing trip outside his house, and we see one of the main bikers by the name of Ice, played by William Forsyth, who we've seen in a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of sitting there, kind of smiling, like, oh, oh, something's gonna go on here. And I think one, I, I don't know if it was Sarah or it was Aaron that said, like, oh, that boat's gonna go up, isn't it? And then. <laughs> Oh, in in my mind at this point, I was like, "Well, what could you do better than having a, a priest fly through, a, you know, a st- stained glass window?" I was like, "He's just going to shoot him with a rocket launcher." That was oh, yeah, my that was my prediction. Yeah. Uh, but the boat blew up, so I, I was satisfied. And like, it was, that was a great blow. Up. It was a good explosion, you, guys. You see a dummy fly in the air and everything. There's These so much dummy work. These explosions are. So good. I mean, it is, like I said, the other part of my personality, my background, is like, oh, come on, this is ridiculous. And then there's the part that's just like, these explosions are out of this world in this movie. It's just so stupid. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's not like explosions do not a good movie make. Like, you could have a really bad movie full of explosions and stuff like that. And there's something about the the practicality, the way it was shot and all this I, stuff like that. And like context to the story, it's like like uh, oh man, he just crashed into something. Eh, why don't we just blow it up? Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. That's a good idea. Yeah. How are we going to wrap the scene up, blow it up? Yeah. Okay, boss. <laughs> what if his bike crashes into a car? Or what if his bike blows up? Mm-hmm. I think you got it there, Tom. <laughs> If a, if a motorcycle out. crashes into a car, it blows up instantly. Oh yeah. I I just feel like I feel like if um it just doesn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. I I I can see how some people probably wouldn't really like maybe a movie full of explosions, but I feel that this movie just it doesn't disappoint in its, its explosions, you know what I mean? Like No. I think what you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I don't even know. Yeah. You just, like, I, I feel like it's impossible not to have fun watching this movie unless you're, you know, just a, a sour grapes kind of, per- like, well, eh, I don't like it, you know, kind of thing. Sure. Which case, put the stick and get it out of your butt. Oh. And just sit back for the ride. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it was funny because right as soon as we started it, you went into the other room to get something. I'm like, nope, this isn't going to work. This is an action-packed. Can't miss a moment. I didn't know what was going to happen in the first five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie started and I walked into the kitchen and you're like, you missed something. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what did you guys think of uh, the the whole environment? I mean, the fashion, the music. It, it was, I felt, I mean, it's 91. So yeah. just on the edge of the 80s and it felt very 80s in some parts to me. I think it was really true to 91, to be honest with you, because you're right. It, it's right near the end of the 80s, you know, a few years after the 80s. So I'm sure, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, 80s fashion was still in full swing in 91. 91, how old were you? Like nine? Well, I was born in 83, Joel. Okay, so, so nine? Yep, yep. Wait, Wait eight? No. Four, eight, five, you're eight. Six. Yep, yeah. Okay, so you were pooping in your diapers. Not at eight, Joel. And you found... <laughs> I, was, I was hopefully past most of that. Get your parents on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
we we got mom and dad Cornelius on the line. <laughs> I'm just you know <laughs> I want body training. Your parents <laughs> would they let you have whatever haircut Ryan Bosworth has? Well, in '91, Joel, I'm gonna say I brought the action figure backboard to the uh, Terminator 2 film into a um, into a hairstyling place. And it bared an oil painting of Arnold Schwarzenegger with spiky hair. And I handed it to the barber or the lady behind there. And I was like, excuse me, can you do this for me? <laughs> <laughs> nice. She spiked oh. my hair. Oh, nice. I felt, nice. Like the cool, I felt like the coolest kid in school. Nice. That must have been 91. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. That was when the T2 action figure line came out around then. So it was, you, it was you, a pivot, pivotal point in You had the ways. Robert Patrick haircut? Is I, that what I had saying? Some, I had some pretty spiky T-1000-ish. hair. T-1000-ish? Yeah. Wow. Well, I, and then, what year did Rocketeer come out? Around this time. 90-something. Yeah. Okay. Because for a, a short period of time, I tried to look like a C-Cord as well. Oh. I tried to slick my hair like that okay. for a short period of time. Yeah, I look like Jennifer Connelly. Oh, beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Um, the hairdos in this movie... The hairdos. We could do a whole podcast. You were saying we could do a minute by minute podcast. This deserves a you minute. You totally by minute. could. You totally could for this movie. Um, Action packed. But the hairstyles are uh, lots of mullets, lots of things trying to pretend they're not mullets, <laughs> <Yeah>. but are <laughs> dangerously close to mullets. Or. Um, People with shaved heads with a ponytail in the back. Oh, yeah. I think we called that a skullet back skullet. in the day. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, then, uh, yeah, the curly hair. The dudes with the long curly hair with the mullet. Lots of, like, like acid wash jeans. Oh, yeah. Like, bl- blasted jeans that are, like, really washed out color. Lots of tank tops, muscle shirts. So this world you're talking about in the movie, the scenery, I would say it is unrealistic. So it's a fantasy movie. Well, I. they I mean, did such a good job, though. You know, it's like you wouldn't see this every day, but... It's kind of, they did so much good work on it that you're kind of willing to say, I don't care. No, of course not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like, <laughs> I'm trying to narrow it down to like scenes to talk about, but uh, just so much going on, like uh, at the point when, like, if we, that's why it's perfect for minute by minute. There's just so much junk, like, going on. Like in the beginning when he's in his apartment and he makes his disgusting shake and it turns out it's not for him. It turns out it's for the monitor lizard that he has as a pet. It's for his Komodo dragon friend. It's real cute. And then the FBI shows up and is is slightly slightly irked by the fact that he has some sort of like I don't know if they didn't have the lizard they had it moving around in the it the was shirt. it was it was like in like a bathrobe right oh and and uh, Brian Bosworth walking around in the you know bikini briefs oh my god that was hilarious oh my god that yeah. was so funny yeah like one second you're like okay this is like a I'm a tough guy versus like the straight laced guy coming in next thing you know. He drops his robe and he's in like a little like speedo like thong or yeah. something. No, they were briefs, but still, it was like 
It was like L- a t- low rise briefs, maybe. I don't know. It was like what a bodybuilder wears yeah. when they're flexing. Um, yes, absolutely. And then there was the naked lady in his bed. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that no, was a reveal. I don't know. Well, first, he was afraid of the the, the straight laced FBI he, agents. Afraid of the our our, he didn't our know, lizard friend, right? He didn't yeah. know what was in that. And he yeah. said, "Do you have a dog?" And then when he saw this nude lady in the bed, he was really terrified. Well, we found out later why. I mean, he's just a germaphobe to begin with. Oh yeah, and it's n- women who are naked notoriously covered. Oh, with covered germs. germs. Sure, absolutely, absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I think uh, he makes a comment like, haven't you ever seen one of those? And he said, yeah, but never such a good model. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Best body I've ever seen, dead or alive. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, as far as objectification lines go in this film, it's pretty weak. Or or, or, not weak, mild in comparison to what what we we come up against later on. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, once he, you know, once he goes undercover, he has to make his, uh, he has to make his first appearance to, to the bike. You know, he's got to make himself known. That's so right. Naturally, he goes to the club they hang out, which was called uh, Tits and Tats. <laughs> I forgot about that. And uh, you know, it's 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 like pick, it's like pick and save. You know, it's just like a store with some yeah. discounted items, right? Tits and Tats. Like, oh, I got some coupons for Tits and Tats. Oh, because. Oh, so what you're trying to say, Joel, is that people who would go in there might be covered in tats, but they're staring at at, at tits. That's what you're. Oh, is that is that what we're? Well, that's not. What I was insinuating. It's like eggs and things. I would restaurant assume, that has I, eggs and other breakfast items. Yeah, yeah, eggs and things. They've got eggs. They've got things, and they've got nude women. What? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I go during the wrong time of day. <laughs> A more exciting <laughs> breakfast joint, huh? No, this this is an exciting biker bar full of full mm-hmm. of nude stripping ladies and uh, a live band, but you can't go wrong with that, right? Do you guys? It was pretty rocking. Do yeah. you guys think some of the ladies looked a little bit more modelish, and some of them looked a little less modelish in this I, movie? I'd say that the the women in the tits and tats t- uh, stripper club. Didn't look nearly as like I actually am a model during the day, like the woman A in his bed and the woman, the women women that were in in the the shower. shower. Right, right, right. So, like, there were certain types of women, but either way, you got your. If you're going into a movie looking for bare breasts, you're going to beat your quota. (laughs) It's not that bad. I know. It isn't. It's it's not like we're, like, it's not a plot point, if that's what you mean. Well, I mean, if you're saying this is like a Cinemax film, though, you know. No, it's a Cinemax film. I don't. I mean, there's no softcore sex in it. That's what I'm trying to get at. Okay, let's you know, uh, uh, potato, potato. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Tit for tat. I don't. Oh, oh. <laughs> man, man. I'm, gl- I'm glad that I'm here, Joel, to set you up for these zingers. Okay. Mm. So. uh... <laughs> He's gonna be um he's gonna be a prospect? Yes, that's what he says. Prospect member of the gang. So he's like being initiated into the gang. Yeah. And there's some stuff that you gotta go through if you wanna be able to be in with the gang. And I think that the leader the guy who plays the leader of the gang, his name is Chains. 
Yeah, chain or chains. Yeah, chains. chains. Chains is uh, supposed to be a really tough guy, and he is kind of intimidating, but they do a really good job of making him seem intimidating by having the rest of the gang behind him. Yeah. I mean, Lance Hendrickson plays this character, and he could do crazy. He did a good job being he's got a crazy presence. person. Yeah, he's got presence for sure. Um, I mean, he doesn't look like any of the other bikers, though, if that's what you mean. He looks he looks skinnier and smaller than some of the other ones, but I mean, you don't necessarily have to be the biggest guy in the gang to be the biggest guy. Yep. <laughs> like at the top of the the top of the totem pole. Or I didn't know we were already in the lessons section, but bam. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any ideas? Any thoughts you want to share? Well, I mean, I just feel like there's so many scenes and, and bits to talk about. Like, to, I mean, you just pick and choose all that kind of stuff like that. But, like, you, how long do you think we've been talking about this? I don't right know. Right now, I think we've probably been talking about it for about 20 minutes. I'm gonna say. It's been almost 40. <laughs> wow, really? It's been almost 40. <laughs> we haven't even scratched the surface of this oh thing. Oh, my wow. gosh. <laughs> it's just that enjoyable, though. So, like let's. This movie. I think we should just pick out. A few. One scene each that we think is ultra special. Yeah. Yeah. So who wants to go first? You want me to go first? Yes. All right. So I'm, I'm going to just go with the naturally the next step in the, the plot line because I, I like that part where we, they go to the uh, biker equivalent of the Fast and Furious Race Wars, which is a terrible name, but, you know, basically they're just getting together to, to shoot and uh, race their motorcycles against each other and and uh, stuff like that. And, you know, Brian Bosworth shows up on his bike and he races against Ice and, and he ends up winning. Unfortunately, you know, poor, poor Ice is just being embarrassed, but they've got, they've got a grudge against each other. But besides that happening, there's also this pit where there's a man standing who seems to just be picking up the smallest people he can find in the audience and cracking them and throwing them out again. <laughs> so <laughs> so naturally, Brian Brosworth takes off his shirt, gets into the ring, looks at the guy. <laughs> yeah, you're going down. Punches him in the face. Boom. Nothing. That guy just smiles at him. Punches him again in the face. Boom. Is that the best you can do? And Brian Bosworth is in trouble. And so, like, yeah, this guy throws him around. He does the whole Bane Batman backcrack thing, you know. Uh, he gets back up, and eventually, uh, this we get uh, an amazing scene of of Brian Bosworth's football prowess, where he just tackles the guy full on. You know, that was like, okay, let's see some, let's see some football action in this shot here, Brian. Like, okay, Bob, or whatever the director's name was. <laughs> and uh, you know, they have all out brawl, a brawl, brawl, brawl. That's not Super a word. Super Smash Brawl. Brawl. Yes. They have an all-out melee. And uh, I think Brian does end up coming up on top. And that's, you know, that follows to the scene where we first meet Chain. Chains. Chain, chain. Yeah, you know what I mean. His name's Chains. And uh, it's because they're Plural. investigating his uh, van. And he's like, this is my house mouse. You get to take a turn with her. But Brian Bosworth. He's too good of a man to just use a woman like that. And that that lady has never been treated so well before. And that's, yeah, okay, that's just it. That's the scene. I mean, I mean, yeah, you can keep going from there. This movie has so many moments. I mean, 
That whole part is probably only a few minutes long, but there's so much action in such a short period of time. Yeah, so that has got to be one of my faves, the guys fighting each other (laughs) in the pit. And then what is another favorite scene of mine? I mean, probably my favorite scene is when, spoiler, when Ice finds out that he's been informing on them to the cops. That Stone has been informing? Yeah, Stone is actually an undercover cop. And um, he's infiltrated the gang. And it becomes a race immediately because uh, there's no such thing as cell phones that people have just readily available. No. No. So they have to try and ride it to whoever gets to the leader of the biker gang first. And, um, yeah, so he's in a chase with uh, ice. And next thing you know, he crashes into a car and explodes. (laughs) It's so glorious. It's amazing. Like, when he, like, it does a shot, like, oh, oh, because Stone, like, bumps his... His bike, they're racing side by side, bumps his bike. And there's, in that whole chase scene, there, you know, like a cop car gets shot up and blown up. And then they're going through a tunnel. And then you, like, cut some random he guy's arm. some random guy in the arm. <laughs> and just, like, shooting left and right, trying to hit him. And then, yeah, when he bumps his bike in just the right way to put him in front of a car, we get a close-up on poor William Forsythe's face when he's like, ah! And then you see the shot of the bike hitting the car and it's it's it toast town. It's <laughs> explodes. <sighs> I'm just getting such satisfaction. Just thinking about it, I'm like ah. a few of my favorite explosions. Uh, when the drug lords are starting to starting to uh, crack down on the biker gang, and they blow up that one biker, mm-hmm. and he goes through a piece of glass. Oh yeah, that <laughs> I mean, was a good I mean, one. that's pretty generic. I don't know if you know which one. Yeah, the grenade. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. Joel didn't know. See? (laughs) A little too generic. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Like, boom. Uh, That was a pretty cool scene. Good explosion. And also the follow-up scene when uh, they go to visit him in the hospital. And they're getting really mad at the plot point driven news story on the the TV in the... in the hospital room. Right. And so the biker doesn't even look at the screen of the TV and he just he just gives it like a backhanded like hit on the TV and it blows up too. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> that was oh, real good. The hospital yeah. real, real good real good scene. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a very uh above the law scene uh after that grenade toss when uh when Stone chases down the the mafiosos on the bike and the first guy, he, like, knocks him out. And the other guy, he, like, grabs his arm and, like, breaks it over his oh, shoulder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Twists it backwards. And that scene is <laughs> They kind of cool. hold on it for a little too long. And the guy's, like, just kind of looking at it. Yeah. I'm like, I can't believe you did that to me. It's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can like, totally tell that it's a fake <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because the yeah. guy's not in pain. He's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use that arm or something. Loved it. Love that scene. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's great. Yep. There's, I, there's just so many. So many. I mean, it goes all the way to the Supreme Court. Literally. No, no I don't. <laughs> At Is least it the, supposed to it's, be the it's Supreme the Supreme Court, Court of whatever state, yeah, Alabama, yeah. I believe, yeah. Alabama. Yeah, when they were they were going to 
the I mean the plot point is the a character who's something whipping and, and uh that that's the character's name and he's going he's trying to get the death penalty for their biker buddy. They so, decide they're not going to take it. Yep. So they get a helicopter and some C4, and they also get a truck full of bikers and a truck full of cranks. And Chain is dressed as a as a priest. Yep. And uh, you know, like you do, it's just, it's just you know details. Well, it's an easy way to get past metal detectors, right? I mean, the, oh, I, I, ending, I bear a cross. The ending is glorious. And a machine gun. The motorcycle gun. into the helicopter is a pretty good explosion, too. That's the best. That's the apex. That was great. Yeah. The one where he, the guy, the two guys are on the bike, and they're, they're running down the mar- marble hallway towards Stone, and yeah. he just fires the shotgun directly into him. They go up. Yeah, he shot the gas tank or something. <laughs> sure. Everything, everything's exploded. Like he doesn't. There's Can we no talk reason. about? Oh, another favorite explosion, real quick. Um, so there's three seconds left on a on a, on a time uh, time bomb. It's gonna go off. Oh, there's yeah. Three seconds left. What do you do? What do you do? I know. I'm in a helicopter, right? And uh, I, I've just broken like what appears to be the, the really important oil spraying uh, hose <laughs> that can be found right above your seats in the helicopter <laughs> that your hands it. are tied to. It, yep. I broke that, you know. I squirt squirt some oil in some guy's eyes real quick, you know. And there was a, a uh, recent movie yeah. that had a scene very much like this. You, oh. you will know when if you've seen the movie, oh, okay. audience. And so, uh, so then you know you got three seconds left on the clock. I know. Let's just let's just cram that time bomb right in your armpit. And shove you right out of the plane. <laughs> it was amazing. What an amazing explosion! Yeah, too. The, it was like a person was falling, and then all of a sudden, it wasn't a person anymore. It was right. a box with a bomb in it to explode. You see a shot of a dummy outside of a helicopter that appears to be in midair <laughs> that explodes. Yeah, <laughs> and this is all stunts. Like yeah. this is the before computer effects. Yeah, <laughs> somebody really threw a dummy. <laughs> Explosion out of a helicopter. I can't take it. I can't. I don't know. Kind of at this point, I'm feeling like, man, this is a lot of work for one biker. You know what what I'm saying? It's a lot of work for one guy going to jail. That's why at the end of the movie, uh, (laughs) it's just one of your guys in the gang, guys. Don't you think you can take it? I mean, you could always find another one, right? Like eventually, somebody has to get convicted <laughs> in hey, your gang. You don't leave your brother behind. Fair okay? enough. He's part of the brotherhood. You're right. I guess <laughs> we never really get much context of his relationship with Chains. Like, who he could have been Chains' best friend. You're right. I don't know. Right. I didn't get any story there. Well, I mean, Chains is not the guy who's gonna who's gonna be giving you like his emotional like. <laughs> end of it because he's got to be on edge at all times you know he's got to be the the tough dude who you know is going to shoot you if you don't agree with him so you're not going to get that the 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 deep kingpin daredevil netflix series side of him right he's also the cool as ice zen master because you know there's that part where uh ice comes in and is like are you gonna mess up my my cool or whatever to him like he Mm -hmm. goes down the rope without his shirt on like i guess everybody gets a scene without their shirt on in this movie yep but, uh, yeah. That was his uh, bitch don't kill my vibe. Yep. Yeah. That was exactly what happened. <laughs> to spoil the ending, I just want to say that all that explosion, all that all that crazy death, all those all those bike rides and chase downs and machine guns, that's that's why Stone is just walking out of the <laughs> the Capitol building at the end like, Nope, 
not going to fill any paperwork. I'm just going home. See you later. You know, um, his character is kind of a unique hero. I think he's a little bit of a goofball, kind of. Yeah. He has this, like, nonchalance about him, and he's kind of like, yeah, he doesn't take things too seriously. Right. He's a badass, and he gets stuff done, but at the same time, he's kind of a, a jokester, too. He's kind of like a... Maybe a little bit of a smartass, or uh... I feel like there's there's a current actor who who could play him in the, the remake of this movie, but I'm I'm just not placing his name properly right now. Chris Farley died a long time ago. Man, oh, so. that'd be amazing! But um... that would have been so good. Beverly Hills Ninja, Beverly Hills Biker. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who's the guy from the, the was the Twenty One Jump Street remake? Who am I thinking of? Oh, uh... Oh, uh... Channing Tatum. Channing, I think yes. Channing Tatum would probably be a pretty good, uh, uh, candidate for the remake of this movie. Could happen. Totally. Oh, my gosh. I think he might be too good of an actor. That's the problem. We need somebody who's not... Well, yeah. A, not I a see. really good actor. We need somebody who's just, you know, they can act. It's kind of the way The Rock is. The Rock is kind of funny and kind of, like, but he's also really tough. Like, I don't know, there was something in the demeanor of this guy playing this part that was kind of... And then it gets serious, and he does a pretty good job of making a distinction of acting serious when things turn more... Yeah, there's no problem with his acting at all. Yeah, Yeah. I dug it. Like, he's just just at the level where it's like, oh, this is a bad actor, and he's not, like, out-acting the rest of the, the thing, you know? It's like, he and Lance Henriksen in a scene together, they're like... They're at it pace, works. you know, yeah. and so that's, I mean, that's good enough, you know, and if you think he is a bad actor, who cares? Explosions. Can you guys describe to me, like, what the drug was? Because it just looked like a vial of water to me, uh, real quick. I mean, I don't not know. that I'm a, a drug user of any sort, other than, like, mm-hmm. you know. Me too, yeah. <laughs> Um, I just I I didn't know if that was supposed to be like uh, like a heroin sort of thing or like a, I don't know I'm lost. I think it's supposed. To, I mean they was, they called it crank oh, okay. you know, or they something said like they that. Could, right? They could make a whole state full of crank person. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out as a square. I I'm not exactly sure what crank is. Do you put it in your vape pen? Like that's what I was trying to. I think it out. would kill you if you. But I mean, based on what he was saying, like. The, <laughs> The guy opened the vial and was about to smell. And he's like, "Whoa, you don't want to smell that, man." Okay, I was like, it's "I think like even then. scenting it, like he was gonna, his hair was gonna fall out or something." So what you're telling me is, is the explosion at the uh, uh, gas station was appropriate then? No, but it was awesome. They had a tr- they had a big rig full of <laughs> drugs, which were liquid. I don't I don't know about the liquid drugs. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Just making sure. I thought it was a liquid explosive, but he said they were making crank from it. So mm. maybe maybe they have to cook it or something. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's like a Breaking Bad type of mm. thing. Mm. But They definitely um, got to water it down or something like that. Got to do something with it. Maybe they were driving to the gas station. They mix it with gasoline. Oh. Mm. It's just you can't do it too fast. Otherwise, boom. 
Right, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why would you run the entire shipment into you know, the gas You know, station? when he uh, he yeah. unattached that uh, trailer thing with his gun and stuff, he like, shot it and up And the a explosion bunch. happens, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I just wonder what, what happens after with the mod, because it's not, first of all, that thing is not brought up in the rest of the movie. Like, no one cares about the drug dealer <laughs> after that point. Well, right. <laughs> so, what happened to those two mafiosos? Are they like... <laughs> They just drove You want to just, like, go somewhere else? Like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Drive to a different state. <laughs> Assume a new identity. <laughs> driving to Canada. <laughs> you know, they probably moved on. They probably have a bunch of money and land elsewhere, I could only assume. They're private islands or whatever. Yeah, there could have been, like, a show. Like, if it had gone a different way than the, the courtroom showdown. It could have been like the mafioso coming in with all their people to like blow them away or something like that. There's there's just so many layers, guys. Yeah. I noticed there were a lot of blue sunglasses. Blue tinted sunglasses. Is that the style at the time? Yeah. Ninety one? Yeah. And the outfits I'm not saying the outfits weren't realistic. You definitely saw people dressed like that. In 91, but I think that seeing this many people in Alabama dressed like this seems a little bit In close proximity, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. I wasn't in Alabama then, but I I think... You just uh, assumed they were in overalls and barefoot and running around. No, I I think that... uh, So, like, let's let's compare. Uh, This movie... To Pee Wee Herman walking into the biker gang bar in uh, Pee Wee Herman's uh, Big Adventure, like what? Wh- which is more far fetched? Would you say? I definitely thought about that movie when we were watching this. I mean, if you don't have an answer, that's also appropriate because yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> think they're about even. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I feel like the biker bar in Pee Wee's Big Adventure seems more realistic to me okay. than this group and their what they're up to yeah and what they do like these are extremists compared to guys just chilling in the bar to have fun this is yeah. like organized crime the way you see like the mafia represented with yeah. organized crime and for all i know it could have been like that in alabama but um it seems like it's very big organized crime they got their deputies people go out and collect the money and stuff it's like yeah it's a big organization Right. And, I mean, it's if it's a biker gang, then that's, like, an actuality, right? Like, it's not it's not just a bunch of people on bicycles. Like, they have lieutenants. They have organized crime the same way a mafia yeah. is set up. Hey, listeners, if you were in a biker gang in the early 90s, uh, yeah, send us an anonymous email so we can learn more about uh, how that went down. Yeah, it's at uh, Aaron.Cornelius. at... <laughs> Hotmail.com or something. I don't know. <laughs> you can reach me on the dark web at. <laughs> so I think that this movie was kind of meant to be like a fun movie, but also a cautionary tale for me as yeah. a kid. Because it was like my whole life since I was like first born. I think my dad took me for my first motorcycle ride when I was like two years old. Nice. And my whole life, it was like, motorcycles are cool. Then this was like, okay, but there's also bad guys that like motorcycles, like in this movie. And you've got to watch out, because motorcycles are cool. But some of the people that ride motorcycles are not cool. Boom. Yeah. So that was another lesson. Sorry, I let that one No, that's early. that's good. I mean, you're talking about... 
in context of your childhood, this this was an important movie to oh, teach yeah. you. That. It's not all fun and games with bikers sometimes. And the, the, another thing you can learn from this movie, only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a lot of explosions. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. So I, 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 I feel like we should put a cap on it and just like, hey, listener, go watch it. You know, my- it's, as mentioned at the beginning of this episode, it is on YouTube for your your uh, enjoying viewing pleasure. Mm-hmm. Put on put on as much leather clothes that you have, and nothing else, and then uh, or maybe a pair of you know bikini briefs or something. It's, it's a good thing they didn't check his underwear because that's like probably not very bikerish. Be wearing underwear like that. Dead cop giveaway. Do you think those guys wore underwear? <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> Are I they going command Aaron out there? <laughs> what? What? You have tickled my funny bone, and I, I don't... How dare you? <laughs> Dead cop giveaway. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing underwear. <laughs> Check him. He's a fan. <laughs> Zip! I think this guy took a shower. <laughs> hey, I mean, only the model shower. Comparatively, <laughs> our hero compared to the other dudes in this movie looked like he showered every day. Oh my god! I'm saying I can understand why they thought he was a cop. At least, like everyone else looks super greasy. Lots of product in the hair, at the very least. But I mean, everybody had product in their hair in this in this particular biker gang. So it just like. He seems a bit cleaner, yeah, but look at his hair. Oh, that's true. Okay. That's right. It was extreme. I think they're exaggerating a little bit with the types of women that would be attracted oh, to Lord. this game. To this gang. Um, what are you talking about? I mean, chicks do like motorcycles, don't get me wrong, but um, some of these chicks. Man. That's a whole other podcast right there. Like... Hey, buddy, you got blown up here. I'm going to give you this woman as your wife. Like, she has no choice. But And I was, yeah. I, I was like, wow, okay. They're like bartering people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the women were like. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is a sexist movie. I, don't, I just realized that I didn't. I'm, oh, geez. you didn't know? You didn't know. No, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dead cop giveaway. No, it is. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing you didn't ever sleep with Nancy because she would have known earlier. Oh yeah, oh, like yeah, right the away. Underwear, like underwear. wait a minute. <laughs> Only a cop has a monitor lizard as a pet. That might be true. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've, I've never met anyone with a monitor lizard. <laughs> I mean, is that even legal? <laughs> it might even not even be legal in the state of Alabama. Oh man, it's like in Kindergarten Cop when uh, Schwarzenegger's got that uh, ferret or whatever. Oh yeah. I think that there's state laws for exotic animals as pets. I don't know what's Okay, where? Maybe it was okay back then, but it's not now or something. I don't know. Listener, if you were part of a biker gang and you had some sort of exotic pet right in the day. <laughs> Please do. We're looking for opinions on all kinds of all kinds of people and types. Can you give us a description of what the, the tits for tat uh, <laughs> biker gang bar you used to hang out was like? Was there a live band in your bar? Let us know. Those are just dudes that asked to jam in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the house band. I don't, yeah. I don't even know. Wasn't even part of the movie. These guys won't leave, huh? I All guess right. you're in it. Sign these papers. Filming. Yeah.
Normal stuff. Oh, I forgot to mention the lady that was playing pool that was wearing a leather vest that was not buttoned up. That was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> she was only wearing the leather vest on top. That's I missed that. I looked down at my phone for one second and it was like, hey, Joel, you missed a part. Like, oh, gosh. Why? Why, movie? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't necessary it to see that. It was kind of a superfluous vest, if you uh, ask me. I think it was like the last time for nudity in the movie, too. It was like one last It was piece. a hello yeah, moment. Oh, hello. Maybe. Uh, I don't know what I can say, guys. I um, uh, I just want to say thank you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. It's a little thank embarrassing you, for me, but I mean, it's a, it was a childhood, like, yeah. I mean, maybe 12 13 years old i don't know exactly how old i was when i saw this the most but um yeah it was just a summertime movie jam exactly you're staying with the theme mm-hmm. sarah thank you so much yeah, thank and you. all i gotta say is don't hide that light under a bushel anymore <laughs> Let it fly. Oh, I still have secrets. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. We all have secrets, Joel. As I said, you think you know somebody, and then you find out Aaron just this is... loves, uh, I don't know, what's uh, what, like documentaries made by right-wing oh. fascists or something. Like that. I, I don't even know. Any. Well, uh, I got some right here. Oh, uh, no, thanks, no, I don't. Joel. I don't even know. So let's let's wrap it up. And uh, I'm going to read the lessons. Wait, I'm not going to read the lessons. I'm going to read the outro <laughs> stuff. You guys think of a lesson that we haven't already talked about, if it's possible, about this movie, Stone Cold, 1991. One of the best movies that I think I'm going to see all year. <laughs> yeah, I... Or at least most enjoyable, I guess. <laughs> Dangerous men. Oh man, Aaron, we need to show you something. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, listeners, if you have any suggestions like this or anything else like that, uh, any comments you want to give to us, you can write into please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us at Facebook, facebook.com slash PDSMIOS is our page. If you have any uh, cash you want to throw our way, we do have a coffee site at ko-fi.com slash pdsmios. You can buy us a coffee there. Or uh, if you want to, you know, donate through Venmo, just hit hit us up on the email and I'll let you in on that information too. Wink! Um, if you listen through iTunes or Apple Podcast or on your, you know, any of those devices, we'd appreciate it if you left us a star or written rating. Doesn't have to be five star. We'd appreciate five star. Please don't do one star. I'm talking to you, uh, biker that doesn't like us talking about this movie. Sarah's dad, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, thank you in advance. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and uh, if you want to hear more podcasts like us, uh, check out all this stuff at eartrumpetaudio.com. And uh, we actually want to recommend a podcast that is not part of our network, but is uh, something that we think people should check out called Russell Files Unite. Our friend Alistair does this podcast Woo-hoo. all about Russian movies. He has guests on to discuss them and, uh, you know, a lot of Russian culture talk. It's it's really interesting stuff. Sarah and I have been on for an episode each. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's really cool. I would say it's similar to our podcast in ways um 
But a little I, more highbrow. Yeah, I think it's a little more highbrow, but I think interesting things come out in the conversation, and I think that it's really well done. I did one on a movie called Elita, Queen of Mars. That was a silent film from 1924, and it was amazing. Nice. I recommend that movie to people who uh, or even just listening to that episode of the podcast, because it's interesting. Oh, very cool. Um, but yeah, that's called Russophiles Unite. And thanks, Allie, for having us on. And we should have him on. So. And Aaron needs to be on his podcast. That'll be the trifecta. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I've, I've been watching out. more anime lately than, oh, than movies. So. There's got to be some Russian anime. Oh, dang. What do you call that? I don't know. Russian animation? I don't even know. We'll have to ask Alistair. What do you, what, what, you what, can watch... What Whatever the the Brave Falcon one that we were trying to watch oh, that one time. Dang. Oh dang! I that movie you. was intense, oh, man. Yeah. Bravest I or something about like that. that. Yeah, you should you. watch that movie. No, you seem so. Anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll talk anyways, about it. Anyways, uh, you guys got a lesson about this movie, Stone Cold. Where am I? What happened? It's this movie, Stone Cold. Okay, um, it's about a man who works in an ice cream store. <laughs> <laughs> that blows up tragically. There's just there's just so much going on in this movie. To pick a moment, to pick a thing, thing that I can apply to my life. Mm-hmm. I think what I learned in this movie, and just as a whole, following Mister Mister Stone Cold, uh, uh, John John Stone, uh, his, his, at least a, a brief window of his career as a, as a police officer is, you got to believe in yourself. You really oh, yeah. you really got to. Totally, and uh, I, I think that 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 sort of assurance that he had that he could uh, that he that he could maintain his his cool in these situations, you know, and uh, uh, it it was that was a real testament to me that yeah, you just got to believe in yourself, you know. What you gonna do? You want me to go? Okay, I got a hot and ready one for you. Uh, a plot point we didn't talk about here, but a lesson I did learn from it: if you're an undercover cop. And you're asked to kill somebody, so you take the body part of a corpse from something else and make it look like the body part from the guy you were supposed to kill. Make sure that the person that's supposed to be dead is kept under lock and key until the case is over, so that, you know, no mistakes happen. Like him suddenly showing up and revealing to everybody that you're an undercover cop. I guess that's a spoiler, but guess what? This movie doesn't... You don't have to worry about what gets spoiled in this movie. I think that's an appropriate expenditure of, of, of the state of Alabama's funds or the government's funds. It's you the know? FBI. Was, they were saying yeah. Washington wants this done. Washington should have held on to that guy. Yes, sir. Then, you know, things wouldn't happen the way they had. I'm just saying. R.I.P. Hmm. Um, the lesson is, there's so many. I got one. I got another one. Okay. All right. So, uh, so you're going to go see some drug lords and you're an undercover cop, right? Mm-hmm. You got to go see some drug lords because you got to send a message. And yes. You put, their, you put their friend's head in a motorcycle helmet, right? Be sure. Be sure to look as much as like the as a as a 
motorcycle version of a Chippendale dancer as possible. Because <laughs> that, really, that really gets the message across to uh, to the, them drug lords uh, what your affiliation is. Dress to impress. So you got to believe in yourself. And you got to dress to impress. That's what I'm learning from this movie so far. Everyone's watching. Yep. Uh, my lesson would be that you should always get an earring because um, if you want to fit in with these guys, you gotta be gotta be badass and you gotta have an earring at least in one year, at least one. And you know what? A crystal earring is probably the best one you can get. I think so. Did you guys feel like you could hear that earring every once in a while? Like, well, I think it was Sarah's observation in the, in the final scenes of this movie that it was also covered in blood mm-hmm. that really made me smile for a moment for some reason. Mm-hmm. That they took that that level of like attention. They're like, oh yeah, he would definitely bleed all over this, and they just kind of <laughs> kind of painted a little bit on the yeah, end of the crystal. Splashing on blood real quick. I got on my earring. Uh, that's fine. That's uh, it's it's factual. Yep. Uh, man, good stuff. Oh, well, wait. I have one more. Oh, my gosh. Um, If a preacher is going through a metal detector, you need to make sure they don't have any other metal on them <laughs> besides the rosary. Yep. I mean, the thing about that is that, like, he had a gun, but it was, like, underneath the seat. So, who planted that? Oh, I didn't realize it was It was planted earlier, yeah. Oh, goodness. I didn't catch that till later as well. I thought that he had he was packing. Maybe this movie's not that good. I mean, there's a big old plot hole right there. Oh, well, like, I mean, no, no. I think this. I think this is a bad movie now, Aaron. Do you? We just. Uh, can we I just, send you crashing through a piece of just, glass ah! real quick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> this is Aaron. I'm about to explode, probably. <laughs> Ride or die. Thanks. Bye. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.